hello and welcome back to blacker couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for the limited series on disney plus obi-wan kenobi <laughs> you know you always want to say obi-wan kenobi but it's really obi-wan kenobi <laughs> but everyone still says obi-wan kenobi just a bit of human behavior this is part one and two of the premiere that debuted today i am going to be covering the first and second episode as a review and not a scene by scene recap before we do jump into the episode a few disclaimers i am not a particular fan of the three star wars movies in which obi-wan kenobi <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do it that's why i i warned everyone beforehand but um i did like his his characterization was the best thing about that series so that is what prompted me to want to watch this six episode limited series uh it seems to be taking place 10 years after the events of that movie which i'm totally cool with uh we are going to take a look behind the curtains just to give some background since this is the first episode of a first series and secondly i am not a hardcore star wars know all the mythology absolutely puts everything on a platform and fangirling about things that i might miss and have relevance to you that has no relevance to me so i am a passive viewer so if that is not something <laughs> that you can handle <laughs> this may not be the podcast for you and that's fine i was very passionate about the expanse wasn't mad that people who didn't know you know were not as passionate but hey to each their own i'm just letting people know because someone did actually uh drop a comment on one of my mind hunter podcasts and it's like i don't think you're taking this seriously and i was like i didn't know i was supposed to so with that out of the way let's go ahead and uh take a peek give some people some credit do our thing i just want to ask peers maybe grab a pencil so as i stated earlier this is based on the star wars uh movie or series depending on how you want to sum that up episode three revenge of the sith that premiered in 2005 the series is directed by deborah chow with gerald or i'm sorry joby harold as showrunner our cast of characters we have obi-wan kenobi played by ewan mcgregor we have rupert friend as the grand inquisitor swan king as fifth brother wait that's a sun king i really need to get my eyes checked or i need to stop squinting as much moses ingram as reva third sister benny safty as nari joel egerton as owen bonnie 
P.S. as Baru White Sun Lars. Simone Castle as Brea Organa. Don't think I met that person. Or maybe I did. No, I did. Vivian Lyra Blair as Leia Organa. Jimmy Smith as Bale Organa. Kumal. Make sure I didn't mess the E. Kumil Nanjani. It's a pretty name. As Haja. Raya Kisted as Four Sister. Hayden Christensen is going to show up to no one's desire. Okay, maybe all the fans that still love him as Anakin. He died in my heart. <laughs> the way in which we got obi still running around with the scars of how he broke his too so i'm not alone and then indira varma as tia because i'm supposed to know who that is but that is giving credit where credit's due as far as the cast is concerned executive producers kathleen kennedy michelle rejon rejewin deborah chow Ian mcgregor Gregor and Joby Harold. I'm not gonna get through this. This is what I get every time I get off work. I'm like, don't you need to be sober before you start recording? And then 15 minutes later. Producers Thomas Hayslip and Kateri Fraunfeld. I feel like y'all set me up for failure with your names, though. Seriously. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a genuine moment of why sometimes it's not your fault. It's not. It's just like, ugh. Cinematography Chung Chung Hoon and this is on the disney platform with lucasfilm as the production company i think we've applauded who we need to applaud let's jump into the review so i'll start off that episode one was less appealing than episode two but neither episode really were superb i gave the first parter uh i wonder if actually let me pull it up yeah they only say part one and part two the first part of the story was by Stuart betty and holson amini they both wrote the teleplay as well joined by joby harold my well let's just go into my notes first and then i'll i'll just focus or hone in on positives and opportunities this first episode focused on catching us up with what obi-wan has been doing and quite frankly it's not a lot there was some recycled footage to the point where i actually asked myself is this scene on repeat and they just spaced it out between the episodes to make it longer because i didn't need to see a man going to work stealing food giving it to his 
animal going back to his cave having nightmares about that time that anakin broke his heart It's very monotonous, very slow paced. The beginning of the episode was the most exciting aspect of it because we see that fateful night where the the Jedi Academy is attacked. Order 66 has went out. We see five children getting away. I'm not sure if we were supposed to take note of the fact that we focused immediately on the little black Jedi girl or the fact they're telling us that little black girls can be jedis either way i appreciated that particular shot and i love the the jedi protecting them and following them through the chaos of the scene i thought that was all really well done and then her dying and them saying what do we do now we run all of that was getting me excited and then i have desert upon desert upon desert and if you guys didn't know we all just watched (laughs) moon night that was where in the desert so it was a lot of non-appealing eye cinematography that felt sluggish and it was really hard to push through to it but then we meet the inquisitors where they go into a bar they are hunting jedis it's a good way to assimilate the audience on who they are and what they do and why they do it and they are searching for one that is hiding in this particular bar because the jedi cannot refuse who they are unless you are obi-wan kenobi i appreciated and the best thing about these two episodes was reva even though that slipped at the end which was very unfortunate because up until that point it was like yay but she is tired of this man walking around talking to hear himself speak shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up she throws a dagger at the bartender the jedi intervenes by stopping the knife they are face to face with each other but because the grand inquisitor doesn't want her to destroy the thing in which they showed up to kill he pushes her out the way because she's quote impulsive i felt this entire episode there was a lot of people telling her or chastising her like she's a child as if that is not what the empire does we this is not our first rodeo we know how stormtroopers act (laughs) we know what the rhetoric is you're evil so to actually stop even like there's a hierarchy of evil i suppose but their sister was given all of i think most of the intriguing aspects because you 
don't know where she's coming from but you know that it involves her doing whatever she feels is necessary as she states to get what she is owed so that's something that you want to know more about i did have a brief moment of thinking you know there should be a lot more minority representation in disney i was so happy to see that with moon knight however (laughs) i've noticed a trend i can't unsee which is now all of the villains are black excuse me what the eh? black and undeveloped as a villain substantially in comparison on how say thanos was treated i'm willing to open keep an open mind to open to keep an open mind about the characterization but thus far i have been very disappointed with loki uh there was another show particularly with loki uh, where i felt that i know there was another show that i'm referencing i just cannot remember it right now but it had that same type of concept where i was like uh maybe i'm thinking of uh what is that winter soldier it was drawing a blank for me she was of a minority and they're they're so underwritten under (laughs) under even seen as a villain even though i totally don't need that however if that's what you've given thus far (laughs) i don't like the hypocrisy as one lydia adams would say if you don't know who that is well you need to watch southland but third sister got attitude she got a lot of attitude she plans to capture obi-wan kenobi on her own so she can earn her spot spends most of the episode intimidating other people with tactics that are cruel but effective and if she would be allowed at least an extra second to push said tactics she would be successful and i can't ignore that despite how despicable said actions are we don't know her goals we don't know where she came from once again i'm keeping an open mind but how many people have knee-jerk reacted and are taking great pleasure and joy of ripping this character apart online because she's the villain it's allowed it's even more allowed right there's justification for the vicious and racist comments that are bound to bound to occur anytime a black person is featured heavily in a predominantly white cast it's just how it is but i liked her portrayal it brings it brought up more of an energy than everything else like the other inquisitors were not even intimidating the grand inquisitor once again sound more arrogant than he was effective despite how menacing all of the inquisitors look we have owen and luke you know they was gonna find some way to bring luke into this he's still haunted by his years of failing anakin he disagrees with owen on his parenting of luke tells him not to leave anything let me tell you something the jawas are the most precious thing in the star wars universe they are my those are my people okay 
those are my people straight up poor ass gotta feed my family gonna do what the fuck i gotta do type of people and we do it by stealing (laughs) it's like if you go steal my shit at least you can clean it it's like cleaning is extra (laughs) but then we focus on layla and i want to be excited about this but i didn't ask really for this particular (laughs) like i'm all for the anakin or yeah vader anakin obi-wan of it all but i wasn't too keen on the little girl she's precocious you know they always sound 20 times older than they are it's a little it's it's so tropish i'm kind of just over it even in the second episode when i thought she was absolutely adorable on the second hand i'm like little girl shut up and just follow orders my mother came out i was like sometimes you need either if you was gonna not go with me then you shouldn't have left here but let me tell you something i'm better i'm your better option than where you was at jesus so i was underwhelmed i should say i gave it eight out of ten on the first episode was glad to see i suppose the fact that he was taken away from the planet because he kept saying the boy the dialogue was very stilted he told this man on the phone i'm not the man i used to be and then he shows up in a cave and he says i told you on the phone i'm not the man <laughs> that i used to be <laughs> like y'all gotta finish that entire conversation <laughs> over the phone but he says you know stop being afraid you're just afraid of the past you're afraid because you failed anakin you need to stop having your ptsd and you need to help find my daughter layla because she's in trouble she's being watched she's she's her she's a beloved character so it makes sense that she's in the show and i'm glad that we are at least focusing on her and not luke that was a nice little turn so that was what i end up liking let's go ahead and go to the second episode which i gave a 8.6 out of 10 the story once again is by Stuart betty and hussein amini and the teleplay is by joby harold this one had a little bit more action even though it still had a little bit of some clunky factors but because most of the characters were likable i kind of pushed those to the side they they go to the or he goes to the planet i think it was called niora i'm probably totally wrong about that but leo was kidnapped by flea it took me the longest time to realize that was flea i kept looking at him like you you look so familiar how do i know each other how do we know each other flee from red hot chili peppers i was so excited to see him in this episode trying to be a badass that was just fun (laughs) i'm not about to judge him it was just fun on any acting even though he did a good job acting I, i mean for a bad guy like i'm supposed to be an asshole that's 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 my job Reva has concocted this plan to draw Obi-Wan out. I'm just going to call him one. I bet you most people call him one anyway. I bet you even say one like one. 
I don't know. No one's ever corrected me on that. But this was an ingenious plan. This is what I mean. Like she's playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. <laughs> At least the Grand Inquisitors are, which we are told are previous Jedi that have turned against their kind. Reva is using Leia as bait. Is it Leia or Layla? I think it's Princess Leia. She's like, you don't have to call me a princess. I'm just Leia. That's it's those type of lines where I'm just like, no, no, fucking no. And furthermore, why? It's like Michonne's daughter in The Walking Dead, except it makes sense in The Walking Dead that she would grow up. She's in a fucking zombie apocalypse and she murking folks you know at six and fucking seven years old she was kidnapped and shit she been through some things to be that adult you growing up in a palace as a princess pampered does not equate (laughs) at 10 years old anyway that i have all of this gifted knowledge and understanding of the word like no world no that does not compute not even a little bit stop selling me the story i don't believe you but she was adorable little actress then we have flea telling reva or they capture obi because it was all a part of the plan oh it's dayu that's the name of the planet dayu dayu one or the other once he got to the planet he asked one of the guys that was basically uh, acting as if he was a flight attendant or you know not a flight attendant the person that is at the airport like i don't know why the flight is delayed don't ask me no fucking questions i can't solve the weather get out of my face then he finds this kid who says look i can take you to a jedi and the jedi's name is haja and haja is using mechanics to trick people into paying him saying that he is a jedi but he is not but he does at least help people he just does it with them a little <laughs> a little poorer when they are helped away and you know why don't he just say i, I need a fee <laughs> what, why do we need the whole jedi part of it i think that you can honestly do that and tell people to their face and they'd still be cool they they totally be cool with it <laughs> like as long as you're getting me off planning and doing what you're saying i don't give a fuck about who the fuck you are at least that's my thinking but he is captured by flea and his goons and he learns that the inquisitor is on her way however rava gets there and he's gone and then she's stopped by her own inquisitors who tell her that she is to stand down because what she did was bang out of order she has crossed all of the lines by kidnapping a princess but she's like i don't know why you think for some reason i'm going to listen to you and tells everyone on the planet that this is obi-wan kenobi and i want him captured and brought to me and only me my boss ass bitch 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 he is able to rescue leia I don't know why daddy didn't think to send along a note something she would be familiar with that's like the number one thing unless you are an officer of the law <laughs> i'm gonna need some identification 
i don't know who you are you're a grown-ass man i was cracking the hell up though when she kept calling him an old ass man she's like you look like a bum <laughs> she's like if anyone he said if anyone asks you're my daughter and i'm your father she's like you mean granddad she said she could tell a lot if people don't talk and i'm like um no you could tell a lot when people do talk <laughs> so <laughs> yes you could do a lot by observing but you can also learn a lot more by listening <laughs> so that logic does not is not a full through miss but yeah she decides halfway through after him helping her escape and she tried to put on bracelets when it that was the whole part where it was like okay you can't be super smart and then at the time that you're trying to escape your captors be talking about shiny shit and go off looking at it and then want to go pet shit like you you're not acting as if you were kidnapped (laughs) so you can't be giving someone else advice if you can't even take none but all of this work that reva put in is not to be born even when she realized when shit's going down i liked her just being up there like batman watching the city waiting for shit to pop off so she could run in that direction and does everyone know parkour in the disney universe at least she's a jedi when she finds out that they did all of this just to get to him for some reason she thinks this is where i'm like you cannot put a child who is supposedly so grown up and then them have act like a child two seconds later it's like let's just not write that particular dialogue you can have a kid be a kid and it still be cute and a charming interaction between people with them needing to lecture the adult because most kids don't lecture adults and it shouldn't be something that you're promoting or or at least if you continue to promoting that's why johnny in the mall is like i'm not listening to you mom i'm not you're gonna hear out my opinions and that type of parenting style is going to fuck your teenage years up so it's your choice but not in my house haja and choju aka finn is a child (laughs) it's not but i couldn't help it (laughs) i just could not but they uh they end up finding them haja is like a friend now everyone watches him save because she just decided in that moment that people are shooting at you that you need to run the fuck off a building i cannot with kids sometimes and then she is about to die and he has to connect with the force even though it was a bit of a struggle for him because he'd been 10 years out the game he ain't connected with nobody because anakin broke him i hurt myself today so when reva shows up after he gets leia away tells her to go to the craft that haja had told her she also found him as well and he was like i'm a jedi was that scene supposed to be funny because it was not it was weird it did not like it's some disconnect with some of the like some of the dialogue scenes don't seem to line up who is who is editing this but she shows up after reading his mind like you do know i'm a real jedi bitch she tells she tells obi look i'm not trying to kill you 
i'm just trying to capture you because someone wants to introduce themselves oh you didn't know anakin skywalker is still alive oh we got shooketh hello darkness my old friend i've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping it was really cool to see the grand inquisitor use his shield like that or his lightsaber like that it was really super cool but we saw it and there was nothing else more to it other than he kills flea and then he comes and finds reva and he's like didn't i tell you that you are not going to take this win it will be me now move aside and let me show you how it's done except she stabs him with her saber it was like you really thought i was gonna let you call me gutter trash I thought this turn was a little too quick to be quite honest but we only have six episodes so then i realized well it is keeping the story moving <laughs> he's no longer in her way so now she go try to take his spot and she's the one that got obi there so i can't help but think palpatine somewhere and vader who we saw at the end is in a cryo something chamber he's he's in the back the tank getting his ass or his flesh <laughs> they get away and that scene where she was st- uh standing there mm, no did not work did not i hate those scenes i'll get you <laughs> please stop that is so 1954 no one does that anymore but despite getting away with leia which means there's going to be more interactions between them because now disney's like the perfect the absolute perfect connection is a kid and an adult (laughs) i hope he drops her off soon though because i was hoping this was going to go in a much darker area than it seems to currently which may be disappointing and my fault because i had that expectation i can't blame them for that but i did think with the acting chops that is one ewan mcgregor because he even on the thing he still was like what's wrong anakin yo daddy i can't tell you that but anakin he's a problem he's my problem (laughs) my cross to bear and fuck me i've been bearing it for a very long time we all know though that he survives to be an old ass man and thus i kind of feel as if that takes away the stakes because we know that he's clearly gonna win in this reva battle so that kind of took the air out of my sails just a bit but i just want to know what is what is her what is her what does she want from life and how can i support her (laughs) i love that the actress who plays her uh also 
has these glasses on looking like the most adorable black nerd i love that but i will say that was the standout for me i was really sad to see joel egerton in it for five seconds and not much even his scene with uh with obi was rather lackluster i'm like these are two heavyweight actors give them something meaty i feel as if we're giving them very basic ass shit to deal with at this point in the series and with it being only six episodes yeah one more episode in and we're almost halfway through so i'm still keeping an open mind uh of where this can lead and i definitely got excited seeing vader at the end there is no feedback for this particular episode but if you want to send in your thoughts blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic